And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Finally Friday. <laughs> I mean, yesterday kind of felt like a half day off, didn't it? Well, not for me. <laughs> Same old <laughs> schedule for me, unfortunately. But Seoul City was relatively quiet sans traffic. I mean, that was a perk. Yeah, kind of. Okay, well, no, right. mm, there wasn't a lot of traffic, though, uh, in the areas where I was going, ironically. So, oh, that's uh, yeah. really interesting. Where were you headed? But anyhow, I apologize yeah. for trying again. Happy Friday, indeed. <laughs> Happy Friday, Lena. <laughs> Let's jump into our first keyword of the day. Children's Day. So the first, uh, for the first time in three years, kids were able to celebrate Children's Day without their face masks and social distancing restrictions. How was the overall atmosphere yesterday? Well, as you'd expect, it was uh, mostly uh, joyful and uh, <laughs> there were many places bustling with uh, a lot of people and families and kids running around, happy and laughing. Uh, for one, Children's Grand Park, which is uh, often... Uh, where a lot of, uh, which is kind of the major attraction where people go to on Children's Day, bustled with families uh, after quite a long time uh, from yesterday morning, in fact. Um, the weather mm. also helped with boosting the atmosphere as well. I mean, the temperatures were around like summer-like 25 degrees Celsius mm. and uh, it was uh, very balmy and warm indeed. Um, uh, Lotte World, also another major attraction for kids uh, on Children's Day especially, also had dozens of children and parents lining up from mm. early in the morning. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the last time I went to uh, any Lotte theme World park? Or, or any theme park of that, for that matter. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm envious of these families going to that place. I might um, organize a trip soon. I don't know. <laughs> the Seoul Botanical Garden uh, in uh, Kansa district, is, which is actually close to where I live. I think that's why there was a lot of traffic near where I was ah, living. Um, we figured yeah, it was out also, the mystery, but apparently it was also yeah, really busy. Mm. Exactly. Uh, that was also very busy with families and they... Uh, took pictures in front of flowers in full bloom, uh, of course, because it is spring season. Um, in commemoration of the 100th anniversary of the centennial of Children's Day, uh, Korean palaces and royal tombs, including Gyeongbuk Palace, open for free for children uh, and up to two guardians as well. Uh, the much-awaited Legoland Korea Resort, which is actually the first global theme park in Korea. I mean, most theme parks, well, all of them so far, have right. been domestic, uh, com uh, domestically run uh, theme parks and uh, that also made its official opening yesterday i also can't remember the last time i went to legoland i think the last time i went was uh, when i was about seven when i was uh, in the uk um, it's kind of kindering uh, i suppose kind of our childlike wonder like when was the last time wouldn't it be nice to go as a full-grown adult maybe we could enjoy yeah. it more <laughs> i mean i still enjoy lego i i do make the occasional lego uh, model from uh, time to time although i don't really have the time anymore but uh, yeah i might pay a trip there sometime and i recommend others to do so as well mm. uh you your topic of the day is kid alt i think it was yes and we all we all have our, uh, you know, childhood memories uh, all, when we're all full grown. So uh, that's uh, that's uh, another planned trip for me and a few others, I think. Um, and also this year's Children's Day fell on a Thursday as well. So for some people, it meant kind of a long weekend. I think a lot of people took some time off uh, on Friday as well to kind of have a, a long weekend holiday. Mm. Um, and health authorities were concerned, though, about increased travel that could be seen at the end of this week as well. I mean, uh, there were reports saying that the traffic levels 
were more than um, other kind of public holidays such mm. as Har, mm. uh, Lunar New Year, and mm. uh, place and uh, times like that. Mm. Uh, but despite any risk from travel by the public, the government is still confident that the decline in COVID-19 cases will continue. So mm. they're still downplaying those concerns. The thing is, not to put a damper on things, there was a lot to celebrate on Children's Day yesterday, but it's not just rosy promises, right? There was also criticism that maybe there's too much emphasis on just Children's Day, but maybe were we not better gauging how children feel in the rest of the year? In fact, there was a recent data suggesting that one in five children in Korea are unhappy. I saw the headlines in the front pages yesterday and thought that was most ironic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that one day out of 365 is probably a time when all pretty much all children are happy. But uh, yeah, as you said, for the rest of the year, it's a, a bit of a bleaker picture, unfortunately. And mm. uh, this poll that you mentioned was conducted by the Health Ministry and the uh, National Centre for the Rights of the Child from January 16th to October 29th last year, conducted on 12, uh, 1,270 children and teenagers in the 4th to 12th grades. Mm. And just over 81% of those surveyed said they were either uh, somewhat happy or very happy. So the majority of children seem to be uh, quite happy, but still 18.6% said they were uh, not very happy or not happy uh, at all. Mm. Uh, of the children who said they are unhappy, about 34% chose pressure to do well at schools uh, as the top reason, followed by the uncertainty about the future at 27.5%. Mm. Um, other reasons included economic difficulties, mm. a troubled family, uh, difficult relationships with friends and unhappiness about their physical appearance. Mm. I think the uh, academic reasons probably mm. stem mostly from those in the higher grades, such as the 12th grades, because mm. of uh, the Sunung, the uh, college uh, entrance exams, mm. as you know, Korean education uh, and that period of their time is highly, highly competitive in Korea. Mm. Um, and so, of course, it is a stressful time for them. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, there have been a lot of criticisms of just how competitive it is in right. terms of the educational landscape here in Korea. Right. Um, we'll have to see uh, if, uh, but yeah, I don't really see any changes in that so far, but uh, that is probably one of the main reasons why. Yesterday, we had a special interview from three different teachers across the world, one from right here in Korea. They're all elementary school uh, student, uh, excuse me, teachers um, at a primary school. And one was from Korea, one was from the United States, the other was from New Zealand. What I found to be absolutely shocking was that the, how the New Zealand system put such little emphasis on assessment from all mm. these primary grades. And yeah. that is such a stark contrast to what we have. And like you said, there That's is not right. a simple solution. If you ask parents... Right. Do you know that your children are happy? Of course they know. When you ask them, do you think education ministry needs to change the student system? They say yes. When they ask, yeah. when is the appropriate time to make <laughs> that transition? It seems that nobody has a simple, clean-cut answer. It's, yeah, certainly difficult. It means kind of a whole overhaul of yeah. the education system in Korea, which is certainly not easy. And uh, yeah, England, I think, has a kind of a similar story to New Zealand as well. There's not really that much pressure on academic performance. Mm. Um, myself, having... Uh, been educated in the UK. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really that pressured 
to go to a good university uh, and do well in school. And it wasn't really a kind of a, a ranked based system. It was more of a kind of a catered to the student's ability. Yeah. Mm. All right. We, we're talking about the problem after all. And at least we're serving the children to ask how they feel. I mean, this is a good start. Yeah. Uh, it mm-hmm. was Children's Day yesterday. But yeah. I mean, we still have to talk about reality, I suppose. Let's mm-hmm. turn our attention to our second keyword of the day. COVID decline. Korea's near COVID-19 cases remain below 50,000 for the second day, showing a definite decline. What's the latest, Anna? Right. So we're seeing even more of a decline, actually. So as of 9 p.m. yesterday, the country had reported 26,412 new cases. So we could be seeing numbers drop to below the 30,000s or low 30,000s for that matter. Uh, And for a Friday as well, that certainly means that uh, when new cases are usually higher, that means that a decline is certainly happening. Now, a task force on mathematical modelling believes we could decline even further to drop below 10,000 by uh, next week. And this all depends, of course, whether the virus reproduction rate remains the same as it is now uh, and new variants don't pose much of a risk. Uh, There are varying opinions, though, among experts on how much of a decline will happen in the next few weeks. But the overall consensus on the whole is that there will actually be a decline. However, there is some concerning data coming out from the WHO suggesting that the global death toll is three times higher than the official figure. Yeah, so we've always known that uh, the official figure is somewhat undercounted or, uh, yeah, than the uh, realistic figures. But this time, the WHO has kind of put that into numbers. There were nearly 15 million excess deaths associated with COVID-19 by the end of 2021, according to the latest WHO report. Now, the official count of deaths directly attributable to COVID-19 and reported to the WHO in that period is slightly more than 5.4 million. Now, the WHO's excess mortality figures reflect people who died of COVID-19, as well as those who died as an indirect result of the outbreak. And that includes, excuse me, people who could not access healthcare for uh, other conditions when systems were overwhelmed during huge waves of infection. It also accounts for deaths averted during the pandemic, for example, because of the lower risk of traffic accidents during lockdowns. Mm. Um, But the numbers are also far higher than the official tally because of deaths that were missed in countries without adequate reporting. Uh, Even pre-pandemic, around six in 10 deaths around the world were not registered, according to the WHO. Now, the WHO report said that almost half of the deaths that until now had not been counted were in India. Now, the report suggests that 4.7 million people died there as a result of the pandemic, mainly due to a huge surge that happened uh, in May and June last year. Mm. Uh, The WHO panel made up of international experts who have been working on the data for months used Mm. a combination of national and local information, as well as statistical models to estimate totals where the data is kind of incomplete. Uh, That's the kind of a a methodology that India has criticized. Um, However, other independent assessments have also put the death toll in India far higher than the uh, official government tally. So India was uh, up there in the the list of um, death tolls, global death tolls. Mm. But now it appears that the the death toll count there uh, is far much higher than what that country is reporting. All right. And on to our third keyword of the day. Rate hike. So the U.S. Fed's recent rate hike is expected to put pressure on the Bank of Korea to raise interest rates quicker than expected. But the BOK says the Fed's half a percentage point rise was in line with market expectations. 
That's right. So the central bank made the assessment uh, yesterday during a virtual meeting uh, to review market conditions. And the BOK's senior deputy governor, Isuhan, said the possibility remains of the nation's financial markets seeing more volatility amid the US uh, rate hike uh, and the high inflation, rather, and additional expected interest rate hikes. Now, he said uncertainties abroad also remain high, uh, namely the Russia-Ukraine conflict and a slowdown in China's economic growth. Uh, but analysts say the volatility in the Korean financial market is likely to ease in the short term due to the latest half percentage point increase in the U.S. They said the Fed had been pointing repeatedly to such a, a big step rate hike since its previous rate setting meeting on uh, March 16th and that currency and stock markets in Seoul took into account any resulting shocks in advance. And the experts also said the fact that uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell ruled out the possibility of a three-quarter percentage uh, point rise, or a giant step, as it's called, in the benchmark interest rate, can further help the Korean won uh, and the benchmark KOSPI recover after they mostly took a beating this year. Mm. Um, against this backdrop, foreign exchange market analysts speculated that the dollar will lose strength and that the Korean won can make slight gains mm. against the greenback. Uh, in relation to the Korean stock market, Asian uh, shares tracked Wall Street gains on Thursday, uh, after the red, uh, Fed rate hike and Fed Chair Powell's kind of less, uh, less hawkish tone. Mm. Um, experts said there will be some relief in investor sentiment in Seoul too when the Cosby resumes today. Uh, market observers expect the BOK will increase the base rate at least three times uh, in the remaining year and it'll reach about 2.5% by the end of the year. JP Morgan, as we mentioned uh, yesterday, expects about four more quarter percentage point rate hikes this uh, year. But... Uh, um, the summer saying that the BOK is pressured to move quickly with the rate mm. hikes. Uh, the BOK uh, will be, of course, considering those opinions uh, for their next meeting in, May, uh, in a few weeks. All right. And on to our fourth keyword of the day. Transition team over. The Presidential Transition Committee will be coming to a close today after completing their job, that is, marking the end of 50 days of concentrated work. That's right. Concentrated work indeed. They have been busy setting out policies for the incoming government. Uh, but there are views that the team was kind of unable to make any big impressions due to kind of political wrangling happening outside of the team, as well as controversies within the team uh, and the uh, current government. Uh, the team will be holding a closing ceremony at 5 p.m. later today. Um, it had a lot of spotlight on it and attention on it because there was more time for it to prepare, unlike the Moon Jae-in administration, which kind of went into office as soon as Hakuna was impeached. Uh, one of the most notable was uh, the 110 policy tasks that were set out. Uh, but there have been some criticism saying that there's no real standout policy from uh, the transition team, uh, no kind of flagship policy, mm. uh, saying it's more of a kind of a general mm. um, agenda mm. and policies that have been set out. And Ancho Su, who headed the team, uh, will be making his way into politics again, representing Pundang uh, to run in the local elections. That's a reported uh, uh, expectation, by the way. All right. And finally, on to our last key word of the day. Unusually silent. So North Korea, this is really uncharacteristic of the country, has stayed uh, silent about the country's latest ballistic missile launch. Usually they're really quick to boast about it. What's the latest? Yeah, yeah so uh, this is kind of raising experts' suspicions about the kind of the result and the type of projectile tested. Uh, neither the country's uh, Northern newspaper or any other state media mentioned anything about the, the North. Uh, it's usual that North Korea does 
show off or brag about uh, such uh, weapons tests if they are successful, mm. along with images as well. Um, uh, and uh, the projectile that was launched uh, recently is presumed to be kind of a short or medium ranged one. And it is seeming un, uh, li seemingly likely that it is uh, or it was unsuccessful because mm -hmm. there is no reports on it. But of course, military authorities here uh, and in the US are closely watching the state media and developments in North Korea to get more uh, of the latest about that launch. Uh, and the defense chiefs also discussed uh, the recent launch as well with Seoul and Lloyd Austin mm -hmm. um, agreeing to closely cooperate to enhance mm -hmm. defense posture. Thank you, Adam, for keeping that brief. I know we're running out of time and you're running out of clock. <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week. You too. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.